0: Hey, guys, before I begin this episode, I just wanted to quickly mention that on wednesday uh february twenty ninth pop smoke was shot and killed in his own home, and uh he was only twenty years old, and you guys probably already heard of this because you probably follow rap if you know what this like know what this podcast is, but I did wanna mention it because like. It is something horrible that did happen. Uh, kid was only twenty. Uh, X was twenty when he died too, and that's really unfortunate. How people are having their lives stolen from them and taken from them at twenty because, and the fact that they're also big and famous too. Like they haven't seen their po- full potential. I'll admit I wasn't. I wasn't really a huge fan of Pop Smoke, but like i definitely did see his appeal and i definitely did see the potential he had in him so i just wanted to give a quick uh mention of that just say that before the episode begins felt like it was appropriate to observe that and recognize that so rest in peace pop smoke and let's begin Hello there and welcome to another episode of Yes A Lot of Lyrical Dive into the Anderson Pax Discography. Today we will be looking at not one, but two tracks off the of second studio album Malibu. Track number 9, which is called Lightweight, and track number 10, which is Room in Here. I didn't really know if I was going to do this as a single or a double episode. I said I'm doing this as a double episode because I only got four pages worth of notes for Lightweight, where I got a bunch more for Room in Here. And, like, even with all my Deep analysis, shit, it only filled up about four pages. Um, that, and, like, it's not really that complex. Like, Lightweight doesn't even have verse. So, yeah, I'm doing this two episodes. This is the first time I'm actually doing two songs in episodes, uh, during the Venice season. I did the, like, skits and interludes with that, but, like... That wasn't music. That was just like one of them with literally waves crashing onto a beach. Another with like documentary narration or something like that. And then a Mickey Dora sample. So, yeah, let's just get straight right into Lightweight, which features the Free National United Fellowship Choir. uh, Background vocals by Vicky Farewell Nguyen and one and Kelsey Gonzalez. Um, so, this isn't like the Free National band. This is like a choir that's, that is associated with Free Nationals, and it's produced by Kei we know who that is, so, not much else to, uh, not much else to say about, like, introduction-wise, like, well, yeah, there's the intro that we're gonna talk about, but there's not really much else to say, so, let's just get right into the analysis of lightweight so the song begins with a little intro a little surf for music baby a blast from the golden past this is a continuation of the wolfman jack sample from parking law that ended that song and this is included as a transition from parking and also it's included specifically at the beginning of the song just to like introduce the song Introduce what's about to come. So we go to our first little interlude of the song. Uh, according to Genius, this is sampled, but I like tried Googling it, and I couldn't find anything. And also, if this was sampled, um, there wouldn't be a uh, question mark in brackets. Like, they actually know where the sample came from and what's what's saying. So I'm just guessing this is in additional vocals How? I think it could even be Anderson talking himself. But the interlude says, you know, I see you from afar, right? Hey, it's all right. Listen, I would have. And then after that, it's unclear what is said after listen, I would have. But this voice is trying to tell Anderson something. It's unclear what this is, possibly either his conscience or someone that's been in his shoes talking to him we don't know what he's exactly saying either but he can imply that he's giving advice and later on as the uh, as the uh, episode advances i will have more information like well like i obviously have the information on my computer right now as i'm as i'm on the page but like I'm not going to spoil it because there's another in the song where more is cleared up. So I'm going to clear that up as we get to that. So then we move on to a chorus which starts off with... There's no reason to be afraid. No time to be like that. So Anderson is speaking now and he's telling someone that there's no reason to be worried and that... Everything's going to be okay. There's nothing they have really to worry about. You don't need me in that light. He likely screwed this person over... Or screwed up with this person at some point. But he does not want to be seen as this guy that does that regularly. But rather as someone likable. It's alright with me. Just send it off and I'll give it right back. Right down in the last phase. If he could, he would go back and undo his wrongdoings. But he unfortunately cannot. He does not want to believe that this is impossible. So he's believing rather the opposite. That it's actually possible. And then he finishes off with, there's no reason to be afraid, there's no time to be lightweight. Lightweight means something with little or no importance. He's telling the person that they have no reason to feel unimportant because they are actually the opposite. They are important, or at least to him, he sees the importance and value in the person that he's talking to. So after this, we go into a bridge, and I'm just going to say the whole bridge as one annotation because... It's really the same two lines repeat over again. You know, I really can't fuss about it. You know, I really can't funk without it. You know, I really can't funk without it. You know, I really can't fuss about it. Anderson is accepting that he should not let this eat away at him. However, he does need this in his mind to help him motivate him to keep moving forward. Uh, this could also be breaking the fourth wall because... As the verb, funk is defined as to give musical elements of funk. And since that's what the song's about, he literally cannot funk without it, or else there would be no song. We would not have lightweight, and we would not be lyrically analyzing lightweight like we are right now. And we wouldn't be able to make this awesome joint episode with the uh, room in here with a uh, nice game verse, right? For analysis, some nice. Uh, Smooth Anderson lyrics up for analysis, as well as this really cool song. So, thank you, uh, I guess, that for helping uh, the song be created. I don't know really how I'll say it. So, this is a 3 minute and 24 second song that isn't subtitled or sub-labeled as an interlude. So, like, gotta think, like, how can it get away with it being as an actual song, even though it doesn't even have verse? um, And, like, which would eventually cause it to end up having to have a joint episode with Ruman here. The answer is actually repetition. Uh, The chorus... Like, the full structure of the song is intro, um, in- first interlude, chorus, bridge, and then the chorus again, and then the bridge again, and then the another interlude, and then get this. They do the chorus again, and then they do an outro to transition into room in here. And actually, the intro is transitioned from parking lot. So, really, it's just a bunch of choruses and bridges looped together with couple interludes to connect it but yeah there is another interlude which does come after the second bridge and since we don't have anything lyrically preceding it that we haven't already covered let's talk about the interlude uh this interlude uh, goes thought you might have wanted to say something so i was coming up to you it's cool if i come up to you right so now the table is turned, the voice is looking to Anderson for guidance. Now, I think these two voices are completely different things. This one represents his past self, who's having trouble about the situation that he's currently in, and the past self will soon get into. However, this is all in his head, as he realizes that he's unable to actually do this. The first voice represented his future self acting as a warning, or a guide, so to speak, for his present self, like... Don't fuck anything up or uh you'll end up like me and he's learned the lessons because he's the one that did it in the past and he doesn't want to he doesn't want his future to end up like that. He wants to like be better all right, so I was just gonna start the outro now the lightweight but i decided what's the point it's gonna transition into room in here anyway so i think i'll just get my room in here introductions out of the way uh the song dropped on uh december 9th of 2015 as the third single off of the album spruce by like uh, he doesn't have too too much in his catalog except for a uh, thing about me by kendrick lamar so that's uh, that's a song that a lot of people know. song also does have a guest verse by The Game and also features additional vocals by Sonya Elise. Um, now, this trio has worked together alone before in Crenshaw off of Games uh, Documentary 2.5. And Anderson Pack actually had two more features on for that. Um, Magnus Carlsen, with. Well, actually, Magnus Carlsen was just the two of them, but he also did. Uh, Do the outro to The Ghetto with Nas and Will I Am. And most recently, Anderson did the hook for uh, Stanless, which I believe was actually the last ever game single for a studio album. Like, I don't know if he's doing promotional singles or anything like that. Like, sang a bunch of songs to radio, which I think there are a few songs on that album that could that could make a bit of an impact but like well at least in terms of lead singles uh stainless was the last one so i guess their uh relationship does have a bit of meaning if anderson pack and anderson pack was on the game's last ever lead single well, like, if you're counting the lead singles, the first single, then it's West Side. But, like, if you're actually talking, like, singles that preceded the album, we're going with Standless. Um And, yeah, that's basically all I have to say. Um, so let's just jump right into this shit. So since the uh, lightweight outro actually segues directly into the Roman here outro, I'm just gonna go do both... Uh, at the same time. So, so, we got another pot-smoking or sample that similar to the one in Season Carry Me, only not the exact same. Um, so... So, Johnny, from the documentary, is saying, hey, you got a light? And then he gets a response, oh yes, here you are. And then he asks thanks, do you want to talk? And he gets a response of no, no, thanks. Uh, and then he responds, stuff's hard to get. And then after this, he's asked, besides surfing, what do you think about love, for instance? And then Johnny responds with, I don't think about it. I make it. So it's a continuation from the lightweight ending. Well, it starts at besides surfing for Roman here. Uh, and he's asked about love, to which he replies, it's not something that he needs to have on his mind and because he just does it he's that seductive and that kind of sets up the mood of the song so we start the song off well obviously we start the song off with the pot smoking turf sample, but we like the actual singing starts with Anderson's chorus which goes baby there's room in here just enough for two in here ain't nobody but you and me in here yeah, what can we do in here? What can we do? What can we do? So Anderson did actually notate on this song. He didn't notate on Lightweight, but he did notate on Room in Here. And he actually did have quite a bit to say. Uh, first off, about the chorus. He like highlighted the entire chorus, and what he said was, I remember working with Game right after I was... Done with continence sessions were so much fun. They were like being in a nightclub. The first two nights, I didn't record anything, just drank to rock, partied, met Puffy, Will I Am. There were artists, gangsters, hipsters, old people, there were a bunch of beautiful women for sure. I remember being inspired by when you have a connection with someone, but there's so many people around it. If you have that strong connection, it could almost be like it's just you two and you're almost fighting for the time, that little moment in order to shoot your shot. You're trying to make it quick all your words should be pretend because you don't have a lot of time you could have you don't have a lot of room except for error if i could just get a little time say the right thing these words can count and we can move from here and maybe get a little lost even if we're in the same room we can get lost so anderson in the context of this he's trying to win over a girl and his life can be much better with this girl being here and it would improve greatly and vice versa for her. The only two people that marry to him are him and her. And this could also be a sexual metaphor. Here could be referring to his bed and only two people can fit in one. And what can they do? I think we can all know or at least infer the answer to that question. So, we do get the first verse by Anderson. And he starts off by saying, I want you by my lonesome some above the crowd space. It's easier to hold some when no one's in the way. Well, if no one's in the running for the part, I'd love to pick a day to show you the main room whenever's a good time. So, he actually did talk about this part of the verse too. I like to be very honest and direct. I pay attention to what she's saying to ignite some good conversation as opposed to waiting for my time to talk or just being infatuated with her show. Honestly is the best thing even if I'm slightly intimidated by how beautiful she is. I try to mess her up the confidence and be assertive. I pay attention to every detail that she's saying because that's what's going to get you far. It's nothing registering or you're not retaining anything she's saying. You can't really have a tennis game. You're kind of a dunce. Make sure you look her in the eye without being too, cre- too creepy. Maybe crack a few jokes. Anderson wants to get to know her. He thinks it would be easier to do so if they were together alone rather than a big public scene because it's just the two of them together. He's asking if she's single and ready to mingle because if she is, then he'd like to bring her home. Oh, fuck. fuck. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I not I don't need a bouquet, I just need proper space. Homey three blocks away. He does not want any gifts or anything like that. He just wants someone to be with. Usually when someone is said to want proper space, they usually mean go farther away. But in this instance, Anderson wants her to be closer than she is right now. So he can easily come and see her. And she can easily do the same. I got balls for days, I got tropical haze, go ahead and wave by, let me help with your coat, grab a hold of your arm, tell them N-words to move, tell your sister you fine. So in these final lines of the verse, he's enticing her with the lavish lifestyle that he's going for. Him. He's hoping to win her over and tell her to say goodbye to her old life and move out, like move away from her family to join him in his new life as... He's doing well for himself and thinks she'd be well off with him. He is her new family now. And, like, she, like, I guess not really sound like a dick. But, like, she doesn't need these people as much as she could benefit from him. So after that, we get to the second verse, which is also performed by Anderson. As crazy as it may seem, it's not too hard to read. It's too many ifs and maybes and not enough certainty. Anderson is confident that this will work out for the best, but is noticing that she doesn't really feel this way. She thinks things might happen rather than knowing it as a reality. Well, if no one's putting numbers on the board, I'd love to take a swing. Might even graze you. I don't mean any harm, I'm just speaking my mind If nobody is trying to get with her He would love to be that guy He would love to Go out with her and get to know her What he's saying might come across a bit weird creepy But he's just saying what he believes in And what he would honestly do He's just Going by the facts Going by his mind Take a look at the moon, bow as bright as your eyes He's complimenting her in this line The moon is normally beautiful to look at And therefore He's saying that her eyes are also beautiful. We got plenty of space. Go ahead and recline. Take a puff of that. Get a sip of this wine. Yeah. Feeling good. He is telling her that she can relax with him and have a smoke and drink. Uh, she's in no need to feel bad because she can let her guard down with him because he can trust her and she can feel good about herself here. She's also a bit skeptical as shown by earlier lines the verse. so... He's telling her that everything will be fine and there's really nothing to worry about with uh, their relationship going on right now. And she can just chill and everything will be okay. So after another round of the chorus, we do get an interlude, which is a girl saying, So why don't we get out of here? Let's go do something. Anything. So this is the part, well Anderson does have a chorus in the end, but other than that, the song is completely like he's taken out of the song and now it's just game in this part and so while I'm theorizing as this girl is finally succumbing to Anderson's pleas and wants to go out with him he's won her over and now this the Anderson's arc of the song is also over and we're not going to get back to his arc and this is where game story begins with his verse so let's see what he has to say on working with the game, Anderson actually did talk about the songwriting process. Uh, what he said was, Game told me to pick one of the 15 women in the studio from the right about. There are about 10 to 15 women in there, all beautiful. He had the tall white one from Sweden, the Latina one, the Afrocentric one, the sick one, the skinny one, the Asian one. I picked the one that I thought was awesome. She looked like she might have been in her last year of college. She had cute little DST on. She was low-key but beautiful. She didn't have to try hard. To be beautiful Kind of Unassuming But still bad as fuck He's like Alright bet He wrote his verse In less than five minutes And went in the booth Knocked it out in one shot It's interesting Because when you hear the lyrics It seems like He actually really likes this one He kept it real clean I don't know If I've ever Heard a verse like that From him So Let's see What this Verse like that Is all about So it starts off with She had bright she had a bright smile, big white teeth, I mean, wider than the teeth, T, remind me of wifey. So this is a girl from the studio that Anderson was just referring to, and in these bars, Anderson, uh, game. I'm still used to talking about Anderson, but this is game talking. Alright, so in these bars, game is describing her appearance and how she's great to him, I'm listing off all her great qualities met her in the studio sort of a high bar she told me she had games so we connected like the wi-fi and they actually did meet in the studio the bar line uh the bar is well whatever you want to call it the bar line whatever um it's pretty clever she says she has game which can refer to her ability to score a date score a man but that's also his name he is a game and they had instant connection just like how you're Phone or computer connects to the internet with Wi Fi. She had this Asian swag about her, so I call her my tie. So she does give off this like Asian kind of vibe. I don't really know how I could describe it. Um but since she does do that then game says that she is his tie and Thailand obviously is in Asia but he could also be referring to the Mai Thai alcoholic beverage and he is saying that he wants to get a taste of her. Start following her. She was the only thing on my timeline. And there was a this one picture, of her in the swimsuit that made a N word want to beat it up and I intend to. He could be referring both literally following where she goes, it's probably not in a creepy way like like not really like following her shocking her but following her like going out together or on social media. Uh he only makes time for her and in the other in the other context she's the only person you followed on social media. The so the only person when you're scrolling through Instagram, the only person that you see posts from saw so a picture he's attracted to and he's getting sexual attentions from it. But I'm going to have to put in work baby girl Then drink it all Face like Mona Lisa I'm just trying to be the wall to hang on I ain't got no patience I can't wait long She come and see me But she don't stay long If he wants to have sex with her He's going to have to put in a lot of work to do so Um, He compares her to Mona Lisa But not just because she's beautiful But also because he, she kind of intimidates him He wants to convince her to do this with him But it's going to be hard and that's the problem. She's a good girl. Maybe it's too much smoke in the room. And she don't want that Mary Jane in her vows soon. So Anderson actually did talk a little bit about this line. What he said was, "One game saw what he liked, he had to change his approach a little bit. He couldn't really smoke around her. He had to do a little different in order to take advantage of his time and she was shot. We kind of took a similar approach and saw a different ways to say it. So what he's saying is that she's more innocent than what he is used to. Uh, she does not like weed and does not want smell in her hair. Valsun is a brand of hair products and a hairstyle, too. So either way, Val Soon is talking about hair and she doesn't want weed to fuck up her hair. So I'm gonna take him in and walk around to her Uber, Gobble in My Heart and she's the Shooter. So these are the final bars of Gamesverse and since he can't really smoke about around her, he doesn't really think this is gonna be able to work. That's just one of the signs. It's probably more signs, but this is one of the big ones. And he's more risk heartbreak, so he's just letting her go before things get too rough and he's trying to avoid all bad feelings. Things, but still he is a bit upset because he did want to eventually get with this girl and it does have another chorus from anderson but we already talked about the chorus in the beginning of the room in here analysis. so yeah that's basically wrapping the episode so just gonna move on to the conclusion and we're done all right so now we have hit the point of conclusion of this episode and the analysis of both Lightweight and Roman here. So, let's see what we're working with. So, Lightweight deals with Anderson telling someone or even himself that everything will be okay and that he's not a bad person. He also gets advice from his future and past self. Well, his future self is the only one that's giving him advice, who's seen everything. His past advice, is act- him. he's actually advising his past self really not screw anything out and I actually did notice a couple connections he could be talking to the girl in without you or in the parking lot both of whom had bad experiences with Anderson and have good reason to see him in a negative light and after for in here Anderson and games been there versus trying to seduce different women while Anderson's able to win over the girl he's talking to same can't really be said for a game he well she was just too good for him and yeah that's really all i can say so thank you guys for listening uh this is one of the longer episodes so uh salute to you for like being able to have the attention span to i guess stick around for that long for the episode uh thank you guys for listening uh just share this wherever you are just follow the instagram And I will catch you guys next time. Take care, guys.